Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by a stand-up comedian, writer, and producer. His latest special on Amazon Prime is Steve Trevino Till Death. He also has a YouTube series, The Trevino's An American Dream. We welcome Steve Trevino. How are you, my friend? Thank you for having me. Absolutely great, brother. Let's go beyond the mic. Steve, you're out on your America's Favorite Husband Comedy Tour 2023. Admit it. You're hiding from your wife, Renee. How it's turning fun and yet hard. And well, it, it, it is, you know, people ask me all the time what my favorite city is. And, you know, my answer is always on stage is my favorite city. So as long as I'm on stage entertaining people and, you know, I'm a giver by nature and, and I'm a host by nature and, I love making people laugh and, and giving people a break from their week and their life and their month and a break from the kids and all of that. So that's, that's the rewarding part. Right. And then the hard part is that I have little ones at home and, you know, leaving on the weekends when my son is playing baseball uh, tournaments on Saturday and, you know, leaving my wife alone to navigate all of that. And those are the hard parts, but ultimately I feel very blessed and very lucky to live the life that I live and, you know, my ability to go out and entertain people for a living, I couldn't ask for a better situation. How does it feel being called Coach Sexy Legs for your son's baseball team? Co- yeah, well, Coach Sexy Legs, you know, they uh, that's the nickname I gave myself. You know, every time I would walk over there behind the dugout or whatever, just to make the parents laugh, you know, I because I, I, I have great legs, let's be honest. And then I let them know, like, okay, you girls, I'm wearing a tank top and short shorts for you so you can enjoy. And, of course, you know, it all gets a laugh. And, and you know, we are, we're lucky, too, to hear in your brothels. We have a, a wonderful community of parents that understand that I'm always joking, always having a good time with them. And it just makes it fun. You're going to film your next Netflix show. What goes through your head as you tape a special? Relief. Tons and tons of relief. I'm so excited to be coming to Lubbock because, you know, this will be the last time that they will see this material live. I am actually preparing for the special in Lubbock. So I will be at the Buddy Holly Hall performing what is going to be filmed. Now, the reason the relief comes is because I have been doing this material for quite some time. I have gotten this material tight in the way I want it. When I film the special, there's a big relief of, oh, I don't have to do this material anymore. I can start talking about things that are already in my head that I want to talk about that have already happened in my life. So Tons of relief, and it, it makes me proud to say, hey, I worked for two years, getting this material ready, and then, boom, I get to dump it on Netflix, and then we start over. So just a fair warning to all my uh, friends there in Lubbock, this is the last time you will see this material live, and then you will see it in February on Netflix. Steve, how has comedy evolved and changed from when you started to today? Well, remember, when I first started, I was single, so... So I was single. I was running around the country like a pirate. So those are things that I was talking about was, you know, being a sin. I was young. I was young. I started comedy at 19 right after high school. So my material was mainly fart jokes, you know, and hanging out at the bar and, and doing things like that. And my comedy's always been very reflective of what I'm going through in my life. So, you know, the evolution of my standup has been absolutely insane from, being a young boy running around the country to being a father and a husband and, and growing up, if you will. My favorite thing, Sean, is when I run into people that go, I have been watching you. I was watching you when I was single. Then I was watching you when I got engaged and you were getting engaged. Then I got married and you got married. 
and then I had kids and then you had kids. So it has been a journey for all of us and, and it has been a lot of fun. And I have definitely grown up as a man and, you know, the, the comedy continues to evolve. And that's why, again, I'm so relieved to dump this material because it is evolving. And now I'm raising a daughter, which I wasn't doing two years ago or three years ago. And things are, my life continues to evolve. And I always say that my specials, which this will be number five, they're episodic. If you watch my ep- my specials, it goes from I'm engaged to married to, you know, to having kids to, so it, it has been a lot of fun to continue to evolve and continue to grow. And with that, I also give back with Helicopters for Heroes. That is something that has evolved and grown. My passion for veterans, I had it then, but now I can make a real difference. We raised $1.2 million for our veterans last year. And, you know, my life has evolved and, and the stand-up evolves with it. Tell me about meeting your wife, Captain Evil, the first time. And what made her crazy? The right type of crazy. Well, she's definitely the right type of crazy. But, you know, my first time meeting her might blow your mind. And it is something we're talking about in this special. You know, we both grew up in, in little Gregory, Portland, Texas. I have known her my entire life. I remember meeting her as a child and thinking, oh, my God, this girl is beautiful. I had a crush on her then. And for whatever reason, we crossed paths again and ended up getting married. But there's something to be said about somebody who is from my hometown, who completely understands my experiences, the things I went through, the way that we grew up. I mean, we're very, very similar. And we both had big dreams. She went off to NYU to become an actor and to New York City. And I went off to Los Angeles because I wanted to be a comedian. So, you know, here are two people from a tiny town in Texas who went out and chased big dreams and found ourselves realizing that deep down in our soul and in our blood and in our body, that we are small town Texas. So that's why we came back and we are bringing that to our podcast, to our YouTube series, everything that we do. And she is the right kind of crazy because I don't know if somebody that, that wasn't, you know, going for it and in the arts would understand what I do and how I do it. So it's a match made in heaven, if I'm being honest with you. Well, my first wife didn't understand the concept. You had to work long, hard hours in order to go backstage and do the fun things in radio. Steve Trevino out on tour right now. And Steve is here for the Rocking Aid. All this is, Steve, is eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Steve, you've raised money for Purple Heart veterans. How has this changed the way you see your country? I love this country, and I've never changed that. I mean, I've always loved this country, but I've also grown to realize that we are lucky and that we are blessed and that we live in a great country, and there's really, really not much to complain about. These men and women that that volunteer to defend our country and they go overseas and spend a year away from their families in tiny little cots while they take care of us. That's the real thing is that it's given me perspective. What's your best Grandpa Joe story? Best Grandpa oh, gosh, there's a million of them. Grandpa, Grandpa Joe is one of those guys that, that is, is, you know, super stern, and, and he is the definition of tough love. So one of my favorite stories to tell, and it's not that funny, but I think it's a beautiful one. My dad put me to work at 12 years old and every single paycheck he would take half. And when he would take half, he wouldn't tell me for what. And I'll be honest with you from 12 to 16, every time I would give him my check, I was so upset with him. I turned 16 years old. He came up to me and he said, let's go buy you a truck. 
And I said, dad, I don't have any money. He said, I've been saving yours. And he had that money saved for me to buy a truck. And that's the kind of guy he is. He never said what he was doing or how he was doing it. He let me fester in my anger <laughs> and then showed me. And he told me, he goes, I knew that you're a young boy that you don't know how to save money. He goes, so I saved it for you. So that's the kind of dad I have. And that's the kind of logic that he instilled in my brain. And I think that that logic comes on stage. And I think that's part of the reason people love what I do. How about your favorite ride at Schlitterbahn? Favorite ride at Schlitterbahn. That's easy. The Lazy River. I get in the Lazy River. I sit there and I float. Same with me. Love the Lazy River. Biggest fish you've ever caught. And where was it? Oh, man. You know, we caught a Goliath grouper in Marco Island, Florida off of a rig with a hardhead catfish that they they rigged up on almost weed eater line. And the thing was twice the size of me. And it took three of us to hold it up for a photograph. And this was before, you know, the cell phones saving your photos. I don't have the photo. And it breaks my heart. What was your first thought, first one out of your mind, when you held your son and daughter in your arms the first time? Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. I hold my kids and, you know, my daughter was, you know, she loves to be on my lap when I'm on my zero turn in my yard. And I put her little headphones on and she sits on my lap and looks at me and touches my face. And, you know, my son tells me I'm a good dad. I mean, that's heaven on earth. I see behind you your collection of challenge coins. What's the best challenge coin you've ever been given? General Petraeus. I was doing a USO tour in Iraq performing for our troops and we happened to be staying in Camp Victory and General Petraeus's offices and house uh, were across the water and I was actually staying next door and they cleared the mess hall because Petraeus and Senator McCain were coming in to eat and we all got up to leave and they told me I didn't have to leave. And I stayed there and Petraeus and, and McCain said, we understand you're a comedian, make us laugh. And I did. I made him laugh. And Petraeus handed me a challenge coin and he says, nobody will ever beat you. So you understand how the challenge coins work, right? Now, with General Petraeus, the only one who could possibly beat you was a presidential challenge coin. That's correct. The the commander in chief. Yes. But uh, I I still have it. I still take care of it. And and it's not in that case uh, for specific reasons. Best clean memory from your time at Port Aransas. Oh, well, you know, we have a house in Rockport, Texas. Port Aransas, we have a lot of fun. And I think probably my, my, my favorite memory is, is fishing off the jetties and catching trout with my son. And, you know, it was one of those days that every single cast, we were bringing in speckled trout. And it was the thing, because my son was probably three or four, it is the thing that my son to this day goes, do you remember when we caught all those trout, Dad? And I go, yeah, buddy. You've had network specials, comedy tours, but what's the one thing that if you had done or will do, you could say your career in comedy was complete? Raising money for veterans. You know, being able to take my celebrity and, and the things that I've accomplished with stand-up to then turn around and give back to veterans. To, to me, that's my biggest accomplishment. Um, you know, the you know we have Helicopters for Heroes weekend at the last weekend in February. You know, I take the whole weekend off. I volunteer my time. I'm on the board for Helicopters for Heroes. And that weekend to me is one of the most special weekends uh, that I have. And, and I wouldn't be able to have that weekend without the stand-up. So that is probably, 
you know, my biggest accomplishment is to be able to give back to this country that has given me so much. On the America's Favorite Husband Comedy Tour 2023, Steve Trevino here for the back half. Steve, do you remember your first comedy set and what joke got your first laugh? I auditioned for my second grade talent show as a comedian and I recited Eddie Murphy Raw. So you can imagine how the music teacher who was casting the, the, <laughs> the, the talent show uh, she had to call my parents in. My parents had to come in. They had to have a conversation. And her name is Miss Mute. And I love you, Miss Mute. Because she pulled me aside and she said, You obviously want to be a comedian. Here's some jokes that are appropriate for an eight year old. And the joke was if bread had feet, what kind of shoes would they wear? Loafers. <laughs> Bad dad jokes. So we went from Eddie Murphy Raw to loafers. But. I remember, and I was hooked, you know, she, and and again, thank God for great teachers, right? She saw something in me and instead of scolding me and getting me suspended, because I probably should have been suspended, my parents probably, they should have probably called CPS. uh, Instead, she pulled me aside, said, I obviously see you want to be a comedian. Let me help you. So she did. Who inspired you in comedy growing up? Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a big one. I, you know, my family, very, very funny, but watching you know, Def Comedy Jam, uh, guys like Eddie Murphy. You know, when I was growing up, Sam Kinison, you know, uh, Dice Clay, all of those guys, just watching them nightly just made me fall in love with stand-up. And then later on in my life to actually meet and become friends with somebody like Dice Clay, it's just been a dream come true. You've been mentored by some incredible comedians. Why is it important to pass that knowledge to the next generation? I think mentorship in general, whether it's comedians, whether whatever profession you're in, you know, mentor, mentorship is very, very important. And it is important to, to look at the younger generation, find the ones that want to work hard and have talent. Now that's the key. Nobody wants to work hard is finding that one diamond in the rough and inviting that one to, to come and join and, and really be a part of what we're doing. So for example, my love for veterans and mentorship, as you speak, there's a guy named Raul Sanchez, who's hardworking and one of the funniest comics I've seen in a long time. And he's a veteran. I'm bringing him to Lubbock to open up because I think that the city of Lubbock will really enjoy his humor. And it gives me an opportunity to mentor. Steve, who's the funniest person not related to you? Oh gosh, not related to me. That's a, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I mean, related to me, I know there's Frank Trevino, there's uh, Rudy Ramirez. There's so many cousins of mine that are just hilarious because we're a, a funny family, but not related and not a comedian, man, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. I would probably have to say my wife, my wife has become super sharp and, and we make fun of each other a lot. And she has nailed me sometimes to where I'm, I'm belly gut laughing, but I guess you could say she's related to me because we share children together, but uh, I would have to say her. What makes you laugh? A good burn. You know, if, if somebody burns me really good, that makes me laugh. Um, comedy of the absurd. You know, if, if we go somewhere that's just crazy and filthy, really, really filthy. Um, not, you know, not if I'm watching it on TV, but at home, you know, having drinks, a, a, a good dirty joke that's well thought out and well-timed and possibly a burn as well. I love Steve. How does the laugh become the payoff for you? And in some cases better than the money, even though I know you're not getting a check, your wife gets that and you're asking for singles for that's it. We, uh, we, the, the, the payoff's beautiful. You know, I, I think people need to understand that 
that us comedians are are somewhat tortured souls and we're always looking for approval and it really fills my soul. And when people laugh and they're having a good time and they come to me and they say, Oh my gosh, I laughed for an hour straight. Or, you know, I've had people say, you know, I, I literally peed my pants or I couldn't breathe. I honestly thought I was going to die. You know, those are the things that make me feel great. And, you know, I always tell people I did this for free for gosh, 15 years. I did it for free making zero money, you know, and, and I would continue to do it for free. However, I got family to feed and, you know, I do get paid and that is my reward for being good at what I do. Steve Trevino joins us beyond the mic for one big question. Steve, in a world where wars rage, people are more polarized than ever. Why is it important to make people laugh? And why do you consider your job important? My job's important because people, number one, people need the relief. You know, we do live in a very polarized world and, you know, we need that relief and that. And as adults, we don't laugh. And, and as adults, we don't laugh out loud. And, you know, I have the ability to make thousands of people laugh out loud. And that's why what I do is important because there's a lot of people in this world. Can they make you laugh out loud for an hour straight? Probably not. I can. And I've spent 20 something years you know, on that craft of making people laugh out loud. And it is important. And I do feel like people take life uh, too seriously. You know, if you don't like something, change the channel. It's not that big of a deal. You know, if something offends you, move on. You know, and I think we live in a world where this internet, you know, I call them uh, keyboard cowboys. You know, they can't wait to tell you why they're offended in it. And, And in my opinion, it is entertaining when I see two strangers get into a Facebook argument like, oh, you're going to be the one that convinces this person otherwise. You know, and that just shows, in my opinion, you know, arrogance and it and makes people think, why do you think you're right? You know, take care of your family, love your country, do the right thing, wake up every day and try to be a better person today than you were yesterday. And life's easy. What's love to you, Steve? Love is a very complicated thing because unfortunately we don't choose it. We don't, I can't choose to love my wife. I can't choose to love my children. I cannot choose to love the veterans. I just do. And it is something that overcomes you. Uh, Love is sacrifice. Love is keeping your mouth shut sometimes when you should be saying you, because you know, you're right. Sometimes being right means that you just have to shut up, you know, and, and love can make you be humble. Love can make you do things that not, nobody else or nothing else can make you do. You know, love is powerful and love is something that, that comes over you and you have zero control over it. And that's why I tell couples all the time, keep your dirty laundry off Facebook because you're going to end up back together and you love that person. So instead of letting the world know that at that moment, you're not happy with that person, why don't you keep it to yourself? Because love is complicated. Where can people find you online? SteveTrevino.com. Just put Steve Trevino in a search engine. And as soon as you do that, the next suggestion is Steve Trevino's wife. So <laughs> you, you will find me and you will find my wife pretty darn quick. But I, I got to tell the city of Lubbock that I don't think they realize how lucky they are to have the Buddy Holly. It is absolutely phenomenal. It is a first-class, first-class theater. I have been all over the current country, all over the world. And there's nothing like Lubbock, Texas in the Buddy Holly Arena. 
uh, theater, and I cannot wait to entertain the folks out there in Lubbock, Texas. He's on the America's Favorite Husband Comedy Tour 2023, owns a challenge going from General Petraeus, loves the Lazy River, and when he first held his son and daughter, described it as heaven on earth. Steve Trevino, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Yes, no, thank you. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app.